Let us remember we are always and everywhere in the holy presence of God. Hello, this is Rick, and welcome to episode number 287. Coming at you today, a little bit later than I wanted to with yesterday's podcast. And um, there's a story behind it. Um, Coming to you actually today from my car, my mobile recording studio, where I've recorded uh, one or two of these podcasts over time this year. See, here's what happened. So normally, if I miss my evening recording time, I pick it up the second period during the next day, which is my free period. Today, I had too much work to do that period, so I planned to pick it up, and I did actually record a full episode during my lunch hour. The problem was I didn't go all the way to save it and to distribute it, so it was lost. So here I am in the afternoon, later than I would like, re-recording it. And hopefully the second draft of it will be better even than the first. Not going to have the first to compare it to you, but hopefully it will be even better. So you, dear listener, are privileged that I accidentally erased the first one. Yesterday, Sunday, I kept my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God. And as always, if you're a return listener, I'm glad you're here once again listening to my reflection. And if you're a brand new listener, welcome. I am glad that you found me. So thank you. Yesterday was a busy Sunday. And it was made busier in the afternoon by the fact that my son, who's a senior in high school and who is taking a film class, and I should say this is a really good class for him. He loves film. He's a good writer. He has a sense of history and cinema. And uh, I could actually see this leading to some sort of a, a career possibility for him. So he's taking this film class and he tells me yesterday that he needs to get the film Rashomon and watch it before Monday because he has a chart that he needs to fill out as he's watching it. Now, that film, in case you're not familiar, is a Kurosawa film. It's a Japanese film. It's actually pretty famous. Uh, It was back in the 1950s, and the plot is about um, a crime. And I forget what crime it is. I haven't seen the movie, but I've certainly read about it. But it's about a crime that's committed. And then the film focuses on four different versions of the same story based on different characters' perspectives. And really, it's a study in what is truth and whose perspective is privileged in observing some kind of an event. So he needed to watch this film. And obviously, we don't have this on DVD. We didn't really check the streaming services, but we did check the library website. And he, I found it, actually, on our main branch of the downtown library. Now, we decided we were going to go down and get it before it closed. And we also decided that this was a good day for him to do something for the very first time, which is drive on our more tricky, more uh, busy highway. Now, this is not the first time he drove on the highway. You might recall from previous episodes that I am his primary driving instructor. And I think it was last week or maybe the week before we did drive uh, a bit on a highway for the first time. Now it was a pretty easy highway, two lanes in each direction. 
Um, we did it on a Sunday. The weather was fine. We actually didn't drive it both directions. We took uh, surface streets or rural roads um, in the outbound direction. And then it was only on the inbound, the return direction that, that he drove on the highway. But nevertheless, it was a chance for him to get up to 65, 70 miles an hour faster than he had driven before. And just to get some practice and changing lanes and checking blind spots and, you know, all of those things that uh, experienced drivers take for granted. Well, yesterday, though, was the first time we decided he would go on a much different highway. Now, we picked it because it was a Sunday and there really was not going to be too much traffic. And the weather was fine, cloudy, but no, no rain. And uh, we, we did it. <laughs> we did it. I know this route because it is the route that I take to work. Now, when I go to work, obviously it's busier, more traffic, cars moving across lanes all over the place. But yesterday was, it was a test and he did well. He was able to stay in the lanes he needed to. There were no issues where cars were cutting him off or tailgating or any type of um, situation that would have led to something that was dicey. Now, that being said, I didn't do that well. I was pretty nervous because, as the title of this episode goes, I was out of control on the highway with a brand new driver driving it for the first time. Now, obviously, I've been in the passenger seat for him driving and also for other people, experienced drivers driving on the highway. So, you know, not driving, being out of control is something that, that, you know, I've done. I don't usually do it though, because most of the time I drive myself or whomever else I am driving. So most of the time I'm behind the wheel, not usually in the passenger seat. And yesterday that was a trip. And I gotta be honest, I was kind of nervous. Now, I hope I didn't let my nervousness show with him. I, I tried not to micromanage. I tried to just kind of keep my mouth shut and offer some feedback gently when it was appropriate or necessary. So I don't know if he really knew how nervous I was, but I was pretty nervous. And I think part of it, and this is where I was thinking about, is that I like to be in control, you know, and I, I think most humans do, quite frankly. I think part of human nature is that desire for control. And it's deceptive because we do, as a species, have more control over this planet than any other species that we know of. And quite frankly, any other life form that we know of. And we have done incredible things. We can control so much, but yet there is still so much that is beyond our control. And things that I might want to control, controlling the weather. You know, I don't want it to snow or I don't want it to rain or I don't want it to be hot or cold or whatever. I can't change that. No one can, you know, controlling the uh, ways that people respond to me. You know, I can try to smile and, you know, ingratiate myself to people, but I can't control how they respond. I can't control whether people want to be in relationship with me or a type of relationship that I might want to be in with them. I can't control that. And the list goes on and on and on. So powerlessness, being out of control, is really also part of the human condition. 
having control over many things, either individually or collectively as part of being human, but also having no control over so much is part of the condition as well. I think about something that I've learned and try to live, which is the serenity prayer, right? God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, which could be the things I can't control, the courage to change the things I can control, and most importantly, the wisdom to know the difference, to know what I can and can't control, where my limits and possibilities stop. And that is the lesson. That's a lesson of growing up. That's a lesson of being a responsible adult in the world. And that's a lesson I think I need to keep learning. But it's a lesson that God helps me with because, again, I believe that we trust. When we surrender control, it's about trust. It's about trusting that my son is going to be a good enough driver to navigate and negotiate the conditions and the road. And if something unexpected happens, having the trust that everything will be okay. It might not be the way I want it to be. There might be hardship or difficulty or suffering, but having the trust that it will be okay and that I will be okay. And, and that's really kind of the heart, I guess, of where control comes from. You know, the ultimate thing that we cannot control, even though humans have been trying and will keep trying, is our own deaths. Is that each one of us, every living creature and everything that lives will die. And I can't really control very much around that. I certainly can't control it and stop it from happening. There's a lot around that I can't control. So again, I was grateful yesterday that my son is coming along in the driving, grateful that we made it to the library. Funny little epilogue to the story. We got to the library and turns out that it, uh, it wasn't there. I had read the uh, records wrong, but it was at another library that was about 20 minutes away. We discovered this at about 25 minutes to five when the library closed. closed. So needless to say, I drove to that other library and drove a little bit faster than I would have wanted my son to drive, but I was in control and we made it and we got the movie and he completed his assignment. So God is good. So in conclusion, what is your feeling or your sense about control and your relationship to desiring control? Are you a control freak, maybe? Like I am honest, I think, enough to say about myself. Or are you really kind of the go with the flow, kind of let things go more so that often than not? Which one do you resonate with? And where is God present to you in the midst of surrendering control, trusting, and just letting go and surrendering? As always, thank you for listening. Blessings and peace.